Welcome back to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but first let's hear from our podcast sponsors. We want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can find out more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you and your school by going to hometownticketing.com and talk to their experts. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. We also want to say thanks to Sideline Interactive. Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate $10,000 for your athletic department and also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com and see what these fantastic products can do for you. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. We also want to say thanks to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They've got a variety of interactive touchscreen consoles and an entire library of templates to help recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Let them help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments and go to vitalsignswalloffame.com or call them at 614-981-3589 and you can email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. Let them help you bring your school's legacy to life. We also want to say thanks to Final Forms, the industry leader in registration. But Final Forms is more than just forms. Final Forms is a team, it's technology, and they provide schools with compliance, communication, and risk management solutions. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with mobile accessibility, and they have reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, and all the forms that go with athletics. Final Forms can also help with team communication and attendance, and even certification management for coaches. And for athletic directors, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. And it does this with secure language translation and ADA compliance. You know, it's time for you to talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps and find out what Final Forms can do for you, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake and get started with the Final Forms team. We also want to say thanks to Gipper. Go to Gipper.com and see how administrators, coaches, and schools are creating world-class marketing content for their school's social media channels. You can Using Gipper, you can do this in seconds on any device and without any recording experience. It's so easy, even I can do it. Go to Gipper.com and find out how you can create world-class marketing content for your school and your program. We also want to say thanks to Huddle. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Over 200,000 teams use Huddle to help their athletes perform better using video and analytics. Huddle is a complete performance platform. They have online tools. They have smart cameras. They've always had analytics, but there's so much more. Huddle is also built for every level of play, from club and youth programs all the way through high schools and colleges, and even the pros are using Huddle 
to help their teams perform at the highest level. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes and the coaches of the teams you're trying to get to recruit your kids. If you want to find out more about what Huddle can do for you and your program and how your school can become a Huddle school, go to huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. And we want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. They sponsor the Athletic Director's Toolbox segment of our podcast. Athletic Surveys are a quick, easy, and affordable way to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also connects you with the 95% of the parents and the student athletes who really love your program. And it gives them a voice to help demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466 or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We've got a really cool guest and a new friend today, Rhonda Dribblebus. She is a certified master athletic administrator. Rhonda and I met um, a couple months ago when I was very uh, fortunate enough and honored to uh, present at the North Carolina AD Conference. Rhonda's a longtime athletic director in North Carolina and uh, recently started a new position as the director of sports and championships for the North Carolina High School Athletic Association. We're excited to hear about that, but uh, Rhonda, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jake. I'm so excited to be here today. Thank you for having me. Well, you and I got to talk a little bit uh, up in North Carolina, and uh, I just thought you'd be a great, great guest for the show. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Sure. We always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So give us that quick bio, where you were born, where you grew up, maybe a little sports background and um, kind of how you got to uh, where you're at today. Certainly. Um, so I am, um, I am originally from Louisiana. Um, I was born there, went to high school there, uh, played collegiate basketball there, um, and then was able to, um, I coached there, um, was an athletics director, was an assistant principal there, um, had a very successful coaching career. And I tell people, I'm not sure it's anything that I did, but I was very fortunate and blessed to have some wonderful student athletes who bought into the process that that we were doing. Uh, very fortunate enough that I have been um, I have been into two Hall of Fames in Louisiana Coaches Association as well as the High School Athletic Association. And so it was with uh, the transition from high school into I actually worked seven years um, as an assistant executive director with the Louisiana High School Athletic Association, which is how I met my husband that trans um, got me transplanted here into North Carolina, where I again was system principal, athletics director, and um, and just so fortunate and blessed that this opportunity opened up for me to be able to join the staff here at the um, NCHSAA and continue that work in athletic administration. 
Well, uh, again, our regular listeners always hear me say this, but uh, I love to hear those stories and and how it all works out. And, uh, you know, typical, you know, for an athletic director, you know, the the spouse is somehow involved uh, (laughs) with that move. Uh, So, you know, very cool stuff. For our listeners, uh, we're visiting today with Rhonda Dribblebus. She's a certified master athletic administrator, and she's the director of sports and championships for the North Carolina High School Athletic Association. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back with some more. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thank you to Gipper for their support. Go to gipper.com and see how athletic directors, coaches, and schools are creating world-class marketing content for their school's social media channels. You can do it in seconds on any device and without needing any design experience. It's so simple, even I can do it. Go to gipper.com and create, start creating world-class marketing content for your school. That's gipper.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're visiting today with Rhonda Dribblebus, Certified Master Athletic Administrator with the North Carolina High School Athletic uh, Association. Rhonda, you, you just kind of scratched the surface there a little bit with, uh, you know, the coaching career and want to do a little deeper dive. Um, obviously, you've been in this business for a long time. Uh, talk about that transition from the coaching to the other side of the desk uh, as an athletic director, you know, how did that, uh, you know, happen and, uh, you know, kind of take us through uh, that experience. Sure. Um, so again, as I stated, I'm um, from Louisiana. And so I was coaching there. I think I was in um, my 14th year and had a, an incredible mentor um, to me who had was, was trying to get me away from the school that I was currently coaching um, and wanted me, you know, his goal for me, um, was that I was going, you know, I would come in, I'd be his head women's basketball coach. And then I would make that, you know, assistant AD, um, transition and then ultimately, um, to an assistant principal position. And so, um, trusting him, um, and I, I took that leap and, um, it was at that time, the Louisiana High School Athletic Association did not have there was talks that there was going to be a, a third assistant director position um, that they were going to make available, but nothing was really in the works yet. And so as fate would have it, I, I transitioned, I took the new coaching job, became assistant AD there, went on to become assistant principal, and that position opened up. So very short-lived was I, um, actually, when I was athletics director there, it was a dual role because I was still the head women's basketball coach um, at that school. And so that transition um, just, it, it really, I, I think, paved the way um, in order for me to be able to make that step into the high school athletic um, position. And so being on that side of the table, um, you were, it allows you, Jake, to be able to relate to the issues and, and the problems and, and the circumstances that coaches are going through that, you know, when you get those phone calls from the parents, because a lot of times we've already been there, done that, lived through it. Um, and probably one of the greatest advantages that that gave me was that when I went back, when I went out of the state association office 
and went back into that 80s chair, it gives you a glimpse and an understanding of why some of the, the rulings and some of the policies that come out of the state associations, how they get there. And so that was, um, I, I think, an advantage for my coaches and my staff is because sitting there with them as an athletics director, I was, you know, they would come in, why are we doing this? Why are we, you know, did, and it just allows that opportunity as an athletics director to be able to give them the other side of that story. And that in state associations across this country, as you know, the rules and the policies are not developed by people sitting behind desks every day. There are boards, there, there is accountability for that. And it, it's consensus and it's democratic in, in how the rules and the policies that govern high school sports across this country um, are, are developed and then carried out. And so I, I think the, the coach to the AD helped me be able to assist coaches in understanding what they go through in, in the day-to-day -day situations, how to handle those situations. But then stepping from that AD's role into the association role, it just gives a much bigger um, background and you're able to offer so much more advice and backstories as to why things are how they are. And you and I both know that a lot of times people may not agree with things, but if they understand the how and the why, they accept it a little bit better because it's not just them being told what they have to do. There's a reason why we have those rules and those policies in place. And, and that, you know, that, that's at the high school level as well. Uh, you, you touch on such an important point. Uh, I remember um, I, I was a head football coach and an athletic director at this school, probably in that order. You know, I, I think I did a good job as an AD, but uh, long story short, um, I was one of those guys griping about our state association. And then I was approached uh, to become a member of the association's football coach advisory committee. So now I was one of them. I was on that committee and it was just a tremendous uh, eye-opening experience um, and really cool. And as I moved on with my athletic director career, uh, was on the athletic director advisory committee. Uh, our state has uh, sectional appeals boards uh, where if you run afoul of an association rule and feel you want to appeal it and tell your story, you appear before uh, the appeals board. And so really got a chance to, to see things from that insider's viewpoint. And as an AD, I would encourage all of our coaches, our head coaches, that is, to uh, become members of that coaches advisory committee for their sport. And it was a great experience for them. And it was great for our school. You know, we had a great reputation, you know, these like 80 year coaches are on the advisory committee. You know, you guys must be doing something right. And we just had very good coaches like you uh, alluded to, you know, surround yourself with good people, but yeah, having that perspective uh, and then being able to go back to your school system uh, or back to your school as an AD must've been really cool. It was, it, you know, and it was, it, uh, you know, and, and again, um, it, it allows for the opportunity for people to gain a, a respect and an understanding. And, and you and I can both probably testify that you really don't have an idea of what goes on with state associations or within a school system, understanding truly what, what the role of the AD is in a high school setting 
until you have been there. And, you know, there, there's hard decisions that, that have to be made there. And, you know, you have to be willing to tell people um, no. And, you, you know, and, and there, there is an accountability. And one of the things that I always um, told, you know, my athletic directors is that we always talked about the culture and, and the culture of excellence that, you know, that is going to be had in, in our program. And at the end of the day, you know, I have on my notepad and all it says is, is permit and promote. And it's because I am a firm believer. And I tell them, you know, with every decision that we make, we have to sit back and say what we permit, we are promoting. And what do we want the culture of, of our athletic program to be? But, you know, and, and you take that to a state association is what do we want the culture of, of the state association to be? Because what we permit in here is what we're going to be permitting, you know, out there, so to speak. And so I, I think that is um, to, tremendous in that, you know, have to set those standards. And, and that's not always easy whenever, you know, whenever you're having to tell people, no, we don't like to tell people no, but then at the end of the day, you have to follow the rules and the policies um, as well. And, and I'll add this, I don't think I've ever heard, and you mentioned this, I don't think I have ever visited with a coach, an AD, a principal, a superintendent that after they served on some kind of board associated with an appeals with the high school athletic association that they did not gain a deeper respect and understanding of what those jobs entail every day. And, and I, I think those are wonderful experiences. Oh, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I love your little phrase, you know, uh, what, you know, permitted or promoted. Uh, you probably, you may remember what I shared uh, with your ADs that everything you see is either coached or it's allowed just a, a different version of that, you know, just shows great minds think alike. Okay. <laughs> For our listeners, again, we're visiting today with Rhonda Dribalbus. She's a certified master athletic administrator, longtime coach and AD currently with the North Carolina High School Athletic Association. Going to take another break, but we'll be back with some more. So please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to say thank you to Final Forms for their support. Final Forms is the industry leader in registration, but Final Forms is more than just forms. Final Forms is a team. It's technology, and they provide schools with compliance, communication, and risk management solutions. Final Forms can help your stakeholders with things like mobile accessibility. They have reminders for parents about policies, about physicals, and all the forms that go with having an athlete in the house. Final Forms can also help with team communication and um, reminders for um, coaches. Uh, can even help with coach management, uh, team communication, and attendance. And for athletic directors, Final Forms can help with eligibility, with rosters, and all the reports that come across your desk. And it does this with secure language translation and ADA compliance. You know, it's time for you to talk to a team that's walked in your shoes. To take the next steps and find out what Final Forms can do for you and your program, go to finalforms.com forward slash Jake. That's finalforms.com forward slash Jake to get started on the Final Forms team. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Uh, once again, our guest today is Rhonda Dribalbus. She's a certified master athletic administrator, and she's with the North Carolina High School Athletic Association. 
Rhonda, one of the things we uh, like to do on the podcast is um, allow our guests to give a shout out to the people that have been mentors to them. Uh, none of us get to where we're at on our own. So uh, who are some of the people that have helped you along the way? Certainly. Um, oh my gosh. Uh, I would, um, I, I guess when I talk, when you think about mentors, um, Jake, I would have to go all the way back, uh, not aging myself at all there, um, to um, the, I started my coaching career at Karen Crow High School in Louisiana, and there were two people there, um, Chris Bellard and Mac Byrus, who are, you know, both of those, I think, throughout my career um, were probably, you know, we, we talk about the, the rocks that we have the, you know, the, the solid people in our lives. And both of those people were just solid and great mentors to me throughout my um, coaching career, both professionally and personally. Um, I, you know, I, I consider Chris the, the sister that is not my blood sister um, now, but just them. Um, Ralph Thibodeau, who gave me the opportunity, saw the vision that I needed the experience in order to be able to have the opportunity to land the position with the high school athletic association. Um, and so just, you know, all of the, the coaches, you know, we talk about people in our lives for a season, a reason and a lifetime. And I think that through my coaching career, I have had people in each of those characteristics or phases of, of my life, but everybody that I have crossed path with that has offered some guidance, offered some advice. Um, I look to them as being those people that when I look in the mirror today, um, and we know that we don't get where we are by ourselves, but when I look at that mirror and I see the, not only the reflection of me, the, but the reflection of everybody that has helped me get where I am, um, you know, it, it, it's very humbling. Um, I would be remiss if I did not talk about, you know, my, my parents and my family and the role that they have played um, in supporting me. Um, just, you know, and, and I'll talk about Mark, um, my husband, maybe not a mentor my entire life, but just learning so much um, from Mark as it pertains to, to leadership and handling different situations. Um, you know, Q Tucker, commissioner of the North Carolina High School Athletic Association, who mining cues passed cross whenever I was with the Louisiana office and just being able, you know, to have conversations with her um, on, on handling different situations, um, handling difficult people, um, because, you know, we, we all know in state associations that, you know, we sometimes we have to handle, you know, the, the difficult people, but the, the mentors, and, and I think I've talked about the, you know, those mentors or those people, you know, daily, but as I was growing up and watching sports on basketball, you know, I grew up watching the Kim Mulkies. I grew up, you know, emulating the, the Pat Head Summits, you know, um, the, the Sonia Hogues that, you know, was at Louisiana Tech and her and Leon Barmore and the things that they did you know, with that program when basketball was just, you know, women's basketball was, was breaking out, you know, on the scene, the national championships that they won before there was ever, you know, an, an NCAA. Um, I've had some wonderful conversations with college football coaches and just being able to learn from them 
um, in handling different situations and just their their outlook on on life and and you know just the what what is being you know what is looked for at that next level whenever you're trying to help student athletes get to that next level and so you know there's just been um, a, a tremendous amount of of people you know that I could go on all all day and and think but um, I, I just look at at mentors in my life as, as those people who have crossed my, my path, like I said, a reason, a season of lifetime that has had that impact so that when I look in that mirror today, I see a whole bunch of people that help Rhonda get where, she, you know, to, to get where I am today. Yeah, I, I love that uh, expression you put, look, when you look in the mirror, uh, one of the things I always say is I still hear those voices in my, in my head, even, you know, 50 years uh, after uh, that coach or, or AD uh, was helping me, maybe with a, a loud voice at the time, but still uh, <laughs> still helping along the way. Very cool stuff. Uh, one more time, our guest today is Rhonda Drivelbus. She's with the North Carolina High School Athletic Association, the Director of Sports and Championships, longtime coach and AD. I'm going to take another break here from our sponsors, but please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to say thanks to Huddle for their support. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Over 200,000 teams, including some of the best in the world, use Huddle to help their teams play at the highest level using video and analytics. Huddle's the complete performance platform. They've got online tools. They have smart cameras like the Huddle Focus. They've always had analytics, but there's so much more. Huddle's also the uh, built for every level of play from club and youth teams all the way through high school and college programs. And even the pros use huddle to help their teams play better. You're in pretty good company with over 6 million users, including your student athletes and the coaches of the teams you're trying to get to recruit them. If you want to find out more about what huddle can do for you and your program and how your school can become a huddle school, go to huddle.com and talk to their professionals. Remember, at Huddle, we power sports. Rhonda, you and I were talking before uh, we started recording, and, um, you know, we've been doing this for a while, uh, but we've got some younger uh, ADs, some younger listeners, and I think it's important for them to hear about the journey that we all take with our state association and with NIAAA. So uh, share a little bit of that if you can. How did you first become aware of, you know, your state association and, and talk about those early uh, maybe LTI courses uh, with uh, NIAAA? Certainly. So um, the NIAAA, um, I first heard about that whenever I was working with the Louisiana High School Athletic Association's office because during our um, athletic directors conference there, we would have obviously people in, in our association, athletic directors that were teaching those courses. And so we started hearing of, you know, of athletic directors becoming CAA certified, you know, CMAA certified. And so working with the high school athletic association at that time, I just kind of put it in the, you know, in, in the back of my mind, because I'm thinking, well, I'm not an AD, not sure that really pertains to me, but, you know, I was excited for them, you know, because I was hearing that, you know, it, it, it was long, you know, four hour courses. And so transitioning 
um, into North Carolina, it kind of piqued my interest a little bit more. And so um, I started, you know, getting on the internet and, you know, kind of saying, maybe this is something that, you know, that, that I want to, that I want to do, I want to be a part of. And so um, got in touch with the NIAAA, filled out all the forms and everything. And um, Jake, I, I will say that any young athletic director um, or even a veteran athletics director, if they have not pursued a CAA or CMAA certification that I strongly recommend it. Um, and and I, I will speak for North Carolina now in those 501, 502 courses where you're getting that, for, you know, you're, you're getting the, the information and how it all ties together with your state association, as well as with the NIAAA, what everybody does separately as their own entity, but then how we're all kind of intertwined um, and, and work together. But just, um, I love, absolutely love the, the law courses that um, Mr. Green, that, that Lee Green um, was, was doing and, and, and still does. Um, and I think he's retiring. So someone else will be picking that up. But um, I just think that it is ever so important. One, it allows for the network working in with um, other athletic directors. And at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're all in different states. Some of us are in the same states, but we're all having to do the same things. Everybody has to do the eligibility forms. Everybody is having to deal with scheduling. Everybody is having, you know, to, to handle all these different areas and wear all these different hats every day. And so um, I just think that being able to network with that, the classes are absolutely um, phenomenal in, in, in the knowledge and the information that you gain that you can take back and not just say, oh, I took that course, but actually be able to put what you did in those courses and the information that you learned in those courses into practice in your day-to-day -day, um, jobs and, and activities. And so I had my CMAA. Uh, when this position came open, one of my goals um, was that I wanted to have my CMAA completed before I ever sat down in this chair. Now, I had started on it, actually. Um, I had my CMAA, and then when COVID hit, it was like, okay, so what, you know, we're home. What are we going to do? And so that's when I really started looking into what it was going to take in order for me to receive um, my CMAA certification. And one of the um, you know, as I was looking around and kind of thinking about what I wanted to do, the, the school that I left that I was at before I took this position did not have a coach's handbook. And so I thought that would be something really great that I could not only, you know, leave for the coaches, but you have it for any athletic director that comes behind you, because my goal was to put in it everything that they would need to know that was policy as far as what the expectation of our coaches were. And so, you know, again, very fortunate, I was able to get that completed, get it seen, um, and IAAA, you know, uh, approved it. And so that was kind of my path of being able to get um, my CMAA certification. But again, I just can't, I can't reiterate, I can't stress enough what I think the importance of having those certifications are when you're sitting sitting in that athletic director's chair and, and even our, our state association chairs. Um, again, I'm, I'm a firm believer in being a lifelong learner. 
Um, I think that the day we stop learning is the day we stop living. And so, you know, my intention is that I'm going to continue to take those courses. Um, I'm going to continue to promote that not only within our state, but nationally uh, when given the opportunity to do that, because that's how much I believe in what those certifications can, can do for, for young and veteran athletic directors. And just a, a, a great public service announcement there for uh, the, the NIAAA. I think I'll send that on to Phil and, uh, and Mike. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and, you know, you're absolutely right. You know, the certifications, uh, th those come at the end, but it's that whole process. It's, you know, taking the course, it's the material in the course, which you alluded to is four hours, but it's also just sitting at those tables with five or six other athletic directors, sometimes from different parts of the country, and just bouncing ideas off of each other. And you're absolutely right. You know, we all have those same challenges, um, you know, organization, you know, relationships with parents and things like that. Uh, and it's just so cool to hear someone else um, share the, the challenge that they're having and even cooler when they share a, a solution that you can take back to your school and, and use with your coaches, your parents. So uh, great shout out, uh, you know, for the process. Okay? Thank you. For our listeners, uh, our guest today is Rhonda Dreibelbus, Certified Master Athletic Administrator and the Director of Sports and Championships for the North Carolina High School Athletic Association. Going to take another break, but there's more to come. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to say thank you to Sideline Interactive. Sideline Interactive's indoor scoring tables and video boards can generate a ton of money for your athletic department, but they also can create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Go to sidelineinteractive.com or call 832-786-0302 to schedule a live web demo and see their tables and boards in action. You can also email them at sales at sidelineinteractive.com and see exactly what their fantastic products can do for you. That's sales at sidelineinteractive.com. Welcome back to the Educational AD Podcast. Rhonda, one of the things we try to do with the podcast is this idea of sharing best practices. So I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. What are some things that maybe you did at your school or things that you might've seen at other schools that when you take a step back, you say, these are really good ideas. Uh, do you have some best practices you can share with us? Certainly. Um, one of the, um, well, one of the best practices that I think um, work extremely well for me that, that I would offer it. I'm actually going to talk about this whenever we have our new ADs um, meeting next month is um, Always set your deadlines early. And so we talk about deadlines and, and I'll give you an example of that, Jake. We have by North Carolina High School Athletic Association rules, master eligibility list has to be in um, before the first game is played. Okay, so when we talk about um, August 15th being that, that starting date, um, I always wanted to make sure that my eligibility was ready for my principal signature seven to 10 days in front of that date, okay? And the reason why was that it allows you time if something goes wrong, it allows you time if there is a question about an athlete, if there's a question about, an el about eligibility, that you're able to be able to get that all straight, get that figured out. 
The other thing that I learned with that, that so many people I don't think realizes is that our principals are very busy, okay? And that they oftentimes can't just drop what they're doing to sign a document for us. So if it's the, the first day of the game and let's say your principal is not at school, now you're sitting there and you don't have a form signed. And so one of the things that I've always, that I try to do or did um, is that I always set my debt, my deadline date from myself personally, anything, something like that was coming up was to have it prepared and ready to go for the principal's signature on it seven to 10 days before it was due. Now we know that things happen sometimes, you know, it may be ready two or three days before um, that deadline date, but I would suggest just make sure you have those deadline dates early. Um, the other suggestion that I did, uh, I would give out is to make sure that whatever coaching policies, procedures you have here in North Carolina, we have certain NFHS courses that our coaches, whether they're paid volunteer assistants, um, must have completed. And so one of the things that I did with that, again, is making those deadlines early. If rules clinics by state association was that they had to have it done before the first game, ours was due before the first day of practice. And the, again, I always tell, you know, I always say that people will buy into that better if you tell them why. And the why of that is if there's new rules, if there's policy changes, I did not want my coaches knowing that the day before the first game of the year, because if it's a rule change, our student athletes probably needed to know that whenever we were practicing. And so it's just always making sure those things are done early and completed early, um, devising a, a, a checklist to make sure that as coaches finish all of those requirements that you are making sure that you're not putting anyone out on the field that doesn't have all those required certifications. And one of the, the phrases that I always tell our coaches is that we have to be able to defend whatever we do in court. And me putting you out there without you having all the certifications, I can't defend that in court. And so that, that is one of, the, one of the big things of, you know, always making sure that things are done um, early. You know, we, we have that saying, you know, to be early is to be on time, to be on time is to be late, to be late is to be forgotten. And oftentimes in our cases, to be late is to be fired. So <laughs> I would say, you know, that have, making sure you have things, um, you know, in early. The, the other one is to, to make sure there is an accountability um, of your coaches, holding them to a standard um, and making sure that, that they understand um, the, the buy-in, the importance of that into your athletic program um, and that culture of excellence, making sure that you're willing. Um, great advice that I always, that I received was that make sure that you're not throwing people in the trenches, that you're willing to be in the trenches with them. And so, um, again, I, you know, last year, my first year at, at, as AD at the school that I was with and we continued it, all of our paid coaches had to be AIC certified. NFHS, okay, you, they were going to be AIC certified. And so it wasn't just the telling of that because at that time, I was also beginning to take courses and work on my CMAA certification. And so I always told them, I'm not expecting any more of you than I'm willing to do myself. This is all continuing education and I am right here with you continuing my education just as you are. And so I think it's important 
for athletic directors to understand that the coaches want to know the how and the why too, just as our students do. It's not one of those roles where we can just say, go do. I think they have to see us in the trenches and see us being willing to not ask them to do any more than we're, than, than, than we're willing to do ourselves. Again, just a, a ton of great points there, but I, I think the overall theme was uh, from your principal's perspective, keeping things off of their desk uh, so they didn't have to deal with them, you know, uh, either, you know, something blowing up or, or that annoying thing. And then for the coaches, you know, um, helping them stay informed, um, setting that bar high, like you talked about, you know, permit and promote, and then also, you know, leading by example, you know, uh, you know, great, great stuff. Okay. For our guests, uh, or excuse me, for our listeners, our guest today is uh, Rhonda Dreibelbus. She's a certified master athletic administrator, and she works with the North Carolina High School Athletic Association. I'm going to be back with some more. Please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We also want to say thanks to Wall of Fame by Vital Signs. You know, they're on a mission to bring your school's legacy to life. They've got a variety of interactive touchscreen consoles and an entire library of templates to help recognize the athletic achievements of your students, both past and present. Let them help you showcase your school's diverse history and your proudest moments and go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. You can also call them at 614-981-3589 or email them at sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. That's sales at vitalsignswalloffame.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational AD Podcast. Rhonda, um, our next question um, kind of have has its roots um, in uh, my high school experience 100 years ago. Um, you know, back then, you know, our coaches would say, uh, come on, guys, you know, you got to suck it up. Or come on, Jake, you got to be tougher. And, you know, we did, you know, we, we kind of knew what they meant. Um, over the years, uh, we've gotten so much better at communicating those types of ideas to student athletes. Uh, but uh, I, I still think toughness is an important component of sport and, and of life. So here's my question. How can an athletic director help a kid to develop toughness uh, while also being sensitive to and aware of uh, the very real social emotional challenges that uh, I never had to experience, you know, back in the 70s. Uh, do you have any advice for us? Um, thank you, Jake. And that that is, um, you know, I, I was also in that where, you know, it was, you know, we were running all, all day and, you know, you played and you played and you played and, you know, it, it was that, you know, you got to suck it up all the time. Um, I think as, as coaches now, as athletic directors, as anyone who has any kind of relationship with our student athletes in sports right now, um, I think there has to be a true understanding and everybody wants to win, okay? We, we can all agree that everybody wants to win. But from, from when you and I were on the playing field until student athletes are on the playing field now, they have so much more pressure on them, okay? They have social media pressure. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk about the elephant in the room. 
they've got parent pressure that I'm not sure we had whenever we were playing. We had the support. We had that. If you're not playing, you go get better. And we, our student athletes do not have that now. And I think there has to be an understanding. There has to be an empathy of the pressures that they are feeling from everybody. They have pressure from friends to be successful in order to be able to fit in. They've got pressure coming at them from, you know, parents that, you know, at six years old, you're going to sign that scholarship. And they have that pressure of those student athletes who are at that elite level of going to college. And now that is a whole new level of, of stress for them, of, of them, I think, feeling like they've got to push through everything. And so I think what we have to do as athletic directors, as coaches, as anyone in that athletic field, is that we have to be willing to have those conversations and get to know those student athletes and let them understand and let them know that there are resources out there for them. And that at the end of the day, whatever sport they are playing is only going to be for a small amount of their life, okay? And that at the end of the day, that education-based athletics, the role of that and the goal of that is for them to be able to learn lifelong skills and lessons. It is not their end all. And at the end of the day, their successes and failures on a field of play does not define them as a person. And it does not define them in their successes. Now, I sit here and say that, and it sounds very easy. Um, and I know that, that that is difficult. And I know that so many of our student athletes are feeling that pressure that they've never felt before. And it seems from my experience of sitting in an AD's desk, is it that simply multiplied when we went into the COVID break and our student athletes didn't have sports and they didn't have that out. And so I, I think it, it is important for all of us. And I'm gonna talk to parents, to coaches, to athletic directors, to school counselors, to administrators, that we have to send that message and get that message across to our student athletes over and over and over that we love them, that we care for them, and we're going to love them and we're going, we're going to care for them regardless of their successes and failures on the field of play. And that oftentimes I think the most pressure that they feel is maybe the pressure that they put on themselves and have them understand that it's okay if they fail, that we have all failed in life. Without the failing, we probably would not have the successes that we have had. And so that failing is okay and, and that it, it is okay. And actually it is a very strong um, component and a very strong um, means for them to be able to ask someone for help because for so many years and so often that has been a sign of weakness. And now that message has to be that when you're asking for that help, that is a sign of strength that you are recognizing as individuals that you need someone to talk to and, and you need someone to reach out to, to help you with whatever you are going through and that you're still going to be loved at the end of the day whether you're playing sports or not. 
Uh, you're again, you're spot on um, the, the whole idea of uh, creating that environment, that culture, if you will, you know, where the kids or in the case of an adult, a coach uh, can feel like they can come to you and ask for help. And then um, continuing that process. Well, you know, thanks for coming in, you know, good luck with that. Uh, no, you know, help them with that uh, and, and continue to be that resource. So very important. Rhonda, this has been uh, really cool. I knew you'd be a great guest. Uh, well, thank you. But we're not done yet. Uh, we always wrap up with our athletic director toolbox. So we're going to take okay. another break. We're going to hear from Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack, who sponsored the AD Toolbox. And when we come back, we're going to find out what Rhonda Dribolis is going to put into her new athletic director toolbox. So uh, please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack for sponsoring the Athletic Director Toolbox segment. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack are a quick, easy, and affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire athletic program. Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack also gives the 95% of the parents and the student athletes who really love your program a voice, and it helps demonstrate the importance that a positive athletic experience has for them. Go to athleticsurveys.com and check out their testimonials and then give them a call at 1-800-738-6466 or you can email them at info at athleticsurveys.com to get started. If you've never used a survey to take the pulse of your parents or your student athletes, you're really missing out. Talk to the folks at Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack and let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. We're back with today's guest, Rhonda Dribelbus, Certified Master Athletic Administrator from the North Carolina High School Athletic Association. Rhonda, we've already established that you're an experienced athletic administrator, uh, an award-winning athletic administrator, but right now, I'm going to ask you to send out a brand new AD on the very first job, but I'm only going to let you put three things in their toolbox. What three items are going to go in your new athletic director toolbox? Thank you, Jake. Um, my first tool, you and I have spoken about this um, earlier. Um, my, my, my first tool to them, um, again, would be throughout your program, what you permit, you promote develop a culture of excellence and make sure that every decision that is made in regards to the athletic program and in regards to the individual programs, make sure that you are permitting and promoting um, the culture of excellence that you want your program to stand for and to be known for. Um, the second one would be understanding the importance of communication and that is with all of your stakeholders. Um, that is communication with coaches, with your principals, with your parents, making sure that there is a process that is set up in order for your coaches to be able to communicate effectively with your parents. Um, I would also put in that with communication, make sure everyone understands that when you post something, it is permanent. Understanding that social media can be a great tool um, social media can also be one of your worst nightmares. Um, so making sure you're setting those parameters 
as to what it, you're going to allow coming out of your school, again, permitting, promoting what you're going to allow to come out of your school to be put on social media for people to look at that and say, either that's a program that I want my student to be a part of, or that's a program I do not want my student to be um, a part of. And the last thing that I would put in the item in the toolbox um, is something that I have um, strongly used with, with my coaches um, actually throughout my, my coaching career is that whether your news comes on at 10 o'clock, whether your news comes on at 11 o'clock, we all know that sports is intended to be at the end of the news broadcast. So I have always told my coaches to make sure that we are on the 1030 news or that we're on the 1130 news and that we're not on the 1005 or the 1105. Because if you're on the 1005 or 1105 news, you've done something wrong. And so um, that, that would be my, my suggestions that go into an AD's um, toolkit as they are starting out on their journey as an athletics director. <laughs> <laughs> we you for our uh, our listeners you'll be able to see this when you watch this on youtube but uh ronda saw me uh, chuckling um it is not often um we, we've done well over 300 inter interviews and it's not often that we have a uh, unique uh tool suggested so uh the the 10 30 news uh i love it uh and and you're just so very right uh i would tell our coaches we're not going to be that school, you know, that school. And there's another, you know, example of how we're not going to be that school, that the, the breaking news, you know, uh, you know, we want to be part of that sports wrap up. Very good stuff. Rhonda, I forgot to do this during the best practices. That's how good you were. Uh, but if one of our listeners wants to reach out, pick your brain a little bit, What's the best way that they can get in touch with you? They can contact me um, at the NCHSAA's office. Um, my direct line is 919-240-7373. My email is Rhonda, R-H-O-N-D-A, at nchsaa.org. And that information is also on the NIAAA portal because I just looked at it today. So uh, again, Rhonda, thanks so much um, for being on the podcast today. Thanks for sharing some great stuff and um, all the best this summer and the upcoming fall. Jake, thank you so much. I certainly enjoyed it and I wish you all the best. Uh, keep me updated on the, the AD conference and we'll be sure to help you out with that as much as we can. Oh, absolutely. I'd love to come back and, and speak to your group. Uh, you know, one of my favorites. For our listeners, remember the Zoom recordings of these interviews get uploaded to the Educational AD Podcast YouTube channel. Uh, we appreciate you listening today. Come back again just about every day for new content on the Educational AD Podcast. We'll see you next time. And we also want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. You can find out more about what Hometown Ticketing can do for you and your school by going to hometownticketing.com and talk to their experts. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. Thanks again for listening to today's interview. Come back again next time for more great stuff on the Educational AD Podcast. Have a great day.